The practice of our faith is a daily thing. The natural order of relationships are towards chaos, disrespect. But Christ absorbs it and returns that with love. If you're just going to sit there and sob about the circumstances that you're in, nothing's going to change. There's so much beauty and joy and freedom in finding that devotional life. When we face suffering, we want to like, we want to fight, we want to just lash out at the world because we're in so much pain. Your life is not your own to do with what you please. It was bought and paid for by Jesus on the cross. Oh my podcast. gosh, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> Welcome back to the Armor of Light podcast. My name is Brady, joined as always by James and Jared in our BP Lang studio. Today we're going to talk about Christian singleness uh, in our, our lives thus far post-college and dealing with uh, the struggles and temptation of, of being patient and waiting for the Lord's, um, the Lord's timing um, and on dating and marriage and, and just living out the single life the best we can. So let's jump right in. Do you like fishing? I really like fishing. Do you? Okay. I do. Yes. I wish I, wish I enjoyed it more than I do. Is there fishing at your house? Yeah. What kind of fish do they have there? Um, let's see. A lot of bass. Walleye? No walleye. Ooh. People have come out with some, have caught some like five, six feet, six foot muskies in the lake. Mm. Those things look terrifying. Those things look super fun to catch. Yeah, like then, when you have when to they hold drape it up, a, it's almost as tall as when you have to drape a fish is. over Those your shoulder. Spots. That's just uh, that's a pike. They they can get similarly long and very big because they're just little eels essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the gators of the north. <laughs> but there's some guys that go out, they get, get in the little fishing boats and go out before the sun rises, and they're just it's absolutely calm. They're just out there fishing. Like that seems so cool. That'd be pretty sweet. It, yeah. it is so peaceful, and it's really not just I'd about the in, catching though. of fish. It, like <laughs> no one would be there. No one would be there to catch me. If you fall into a lake and no one's there to hear it, did you make a sound? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> oh no, I heard him. He was like, "Help!" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think fishing is a great a great activity, a great way of resting. And if you catch a fish, that's just another way of God blessing you. Mm-hmm. Do you fish with other people or is it more of a solitary um excursion? I, for me, I I like having other people when I'm fishing. Um do you like to talk when you fish? I do. Okay. okay. Um it, I mean, it kind of just comes naturally when you when you're like focusing on a cast, or if you think you might have hit a spot, the kind of the talking stops. Like mm-hmm. last year, I went up on fishing with one of my cousins at a pond near a, a development that he lives near, and um, we found a spot where there was running water, which is like gold mine, and we just were throwing some like plastic worms in there and catching fish every cast. Which was so much fun. Even though they were just tiny, stunted bass, it was, you'd throw it in and all of a sudden you feel that tug and just, boom, bring it in. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So we didn't really do a whole lot of talking except like, oh, there's another one. But sometimes you just, you have a nice conversation while you're casting and, you know, mm-hmm. gets your mind off of distractions, but you're also able to focus on a conversation. Because it seems kind of like cigar smoking. 
like you're, you're doing an activity but mm-hmm. you're also there for the conversation yes as well yes um but there are a lot of people who really like to just do it mm-hmm. like on their own yeah so I, I can understand that completely completely as a single man <laughs> when you have a lot of time on your hands it's, it's very easy to to jump into the fishing game mm. but is that just a distraction as a single man, are you just kind of... It's a cope. It's a co- yeah, is, that, <laughs> is fishing just a cope? No, I'd say that it's it's not a cope, but I think it's a way to relax, to keep your mind on thing, like off of things. And, you know, when you're catching fish, like, you realize that God's in control because there's no way of knowing whether you're, you're bait. You can do whatever you can. Um you can just like in your prayer life you can pray you can um like pray different devotions pray different novenas be devoted in the the eucharist and the rosary and participating in the sacraments but it's ultimately up to god to give you the graces from those things mm-hmm. and you just have to be open to it yeah and in regards to singleness like we're not promised a wife that's true. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be really, yeah. <laughs> if I be really good, then God will reward me. Like he'll, he'll, he'll unlock the, the prize that you know you should get. But it's like, no, no, you're not, you're not promised a wife. When you're, I think... you're promised joy and the ability to withstand suffering, to unite with Christ and like just being a Christian. Like those are general promises and like the promise of everlasting joy in heaven um, but in this world, we're not, it's not like a wife is owed to us. And I think that that's a lot of the ways that we, we fall into a trap, um, especially like single and especially when you jump out of college, like you get, go from being surrounded by women and having all kinds of free time to, um, you have to intentionally go out to seek a woman who is single and it's <clears throat> like, um, like going, making that jump is is difficult, and kind of going back what you were saying again. Um, oh gosh, I I lost my train of thought. Like you're not owed. Yeah, so someone. I think that one of the things, one of the 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 traps that we fall into is thinking of a woman as a prize. Mm. You know, mm. I think that 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 really is an inward focus, and not as much what we are called to as men, which is to serve her. Like you see a beautiful woman think, wow. I I mean, yes, you could receive some great graces and like this person would be awesome at filling your heart with, with Christ. But I think that a a greater way to look at it is how can I fill this woman? Like I love this woman so much that I want to give my life to her so that she knows Christ better. Mm. I don't know. I fall into that trap all the time. Yeah. It, like, it's interesting, yeah. Because yeah. it is it is like almost instinctual with just uh, listening to TV shows and movies and maybe modern culture. It's like it is seen as a a thing to possess. Like a relationship is uh, just like a checkbox mm-hmm. without regard to, the, oh, that's a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, At the end of the movie, when they get the girl, that's it. That's yeah. the prize. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and it very much depicts it as the goal, like the yeah, the the climax you get 
the girl at the end of your quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I <laughs> grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, <I> <laughs> Only after the wedding. But um I <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not a poor choice of words. In the movie, That's what it's called, the movie. In a movie, it's called the climax. Like when Please the resolution happens and, and and the change of heart and you get the girl. Um golly. But yeah, it it is very much seen as a, a prize in our our culture. And not she's not seen as someone that we are called to serve and that we get to serve mm-hmm. so think, go, go ahead. ahead i was gonna say i think that's an interesting distinction is like we get to serve her mm-hmm. it's we should view that as a as an opportunity or as, as a gift from god to be able to serve someone in a, it, because yeah. it unlocks a whole world of ways to suffer mm-hmm. <laughs> right you know and to right. serve and like that passion is is there for a reason a lot of um Husbands will probably be like, yeah, I love my cross. I married her. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah. you have a, a partner to serve and she is not because of she like is mean or something, but it's like just by being in a relationship that opens up a whole world of ways to deny yourself and to serve her mm-hmm. and to, for, to pick up your cross in that sense for that marriage bond. Yeah. Um, I was talking with some guys um, and, who are all married. They're older than me, and they're all married. And the way they talked about like single guys, they didn't say it in name, but they're like, you know, guys, like men don't. Uh, they think, oh, they do some cold showers, and that's like mm-hmm. a hard thing to do. And my thought was like, well, <laughs> I think you're right. That's not a super hard thing to do. But I don't have a wife. I don't have like a, a mission. So to me, it's like I'll take it if that's something I can use to deny myself and to grow in something and to um, suffer in that way. I kind of have to take those small things um, mm-hmm. because I don't have this huge source of of opportunity to grow in virtue right. like a wife would be. Yeah, I think we do. As, as single people, we still do have a, a, have a mission, even though it might, it's not as high of a mission yet, I guess. Like yeah. we have a, it's more universal. It's like the, to sure. be holy is our mission. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I was talking, um, like last week in Bible study with a couple other guys and we were all talking about how there's this innate desire this great desire to like we want to we want to lay down our lives for something Mm -hmm. give us something to lay down our lives for because we have this great passion to serve something or someone and it's very frustrating as single people to not because we think okay the person that we're going to marry that's ultimately who we're called to lay down our lives for Mm -hmm. which is true but that doesn't mean we can't do that right now as single people for everyone else in our lives and I think I say. as single men, like it's a good time to practice that too. I know when I, after graduation and starting to get some of those, those initial paychecks, like 
um, especially where I work, like it, I get a great discount on all my favorite stuff. So <laughs> immediately the thought went inward. So I started, you know, splurging on some stuff that I didn't need, um, buying stuff for myself. And, um, even in my community, like the house that I, I live in wasn't really contributing much to the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, very much focusing inward. And it, it just became so desolate and lonely. And it's kind of, and then it was uh, in joining um, a Bible study on the Song of Songs that I, I participated in. You, you really get to, I mean, obviously you get the great sense of the beautiful romantic romanticism between the Lord, our God, and us. Mm-hmm. But you also get that God lays down his life for us. He does everything in for our sake, for our good. And that's something that you need to do. You need to stop putting yourself forward. Stop doing living just for yourself. Because if you're living for yourself now and you're building up this this terrible habit, then you're not going to live life for your woman when she comes to you. When you on that glorious day. <laughs> <laughs> It's, mm. it, it's not feasible for us to, to like go from this, from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. You have to gradually build up there. Mm-hmm. Like my, my old car used to go zero from to a hundred, but a bit, <laughs> bit quicker. I don't know. I never got to a hundred, zero to 60, but now it takes a little bit of time. And I think that's a great analogy for how we are to live our lives as single men. We have to put start stepping on the gas, start making these little denials of self and help build these habits where we're not spending all our money on ourselves. We need to save up for, for our future family. Mm. Um, Cause we're not just working for us and it's really hard to, I don't, what do you guys think about that? Like it's, it, it's really easy to think that we're just working for our sakes right now. Yeah. yeah I got a letter from uh, like a focus missionary thing advertisement or whatever and they had this little booklet that was a calendar um and you would put each day you could put someone like one of your missionaries that you support or a prayer that someone wanted and you would go to work that day and that would be what you're working for it's like Mm -hmm. okay these eight hours are for this person or like i think it was it was more like you give this much, like figure out how many hours that is. And then when you go to work, like, okay, the first two hours are for this focused missionary. Mm-hmm. So uniting your work to something bigger than yourself to something else um, is huge. But then also related to what you're saying, this time right now um, of singleness is a great prepping time, like to really become the man you're supposed to be so that when you do give yourself to your bride, it's actually a <laughs> something worth giving. Mm-hmm. Um, like the stronger we build up ourselves now, the more of a gift that is to her. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to get to my wedding day and offer her a, a lazy, weak man who thinks about himself and all, all he wants to do is take things. A bright, shiny penny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to offer her a strong, disciplined man willing to lay down his life for her to serve her um, and to raise a holy family. Yeah. It yeah. kind of reminds not me li- of... Not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a, a quote from uh, Charlie Munger, the 
guy that used to run Berkshire Hathaway with um, Warren Buffett. Okay. Recently passed away. And his quote was, um, in order to get what you want, you have to first deserve what you want. Mm. Which, not that we ever will truly deserve a wife, but in order to get a wife, you have to make yourself semi-worthy of being called her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a fine line. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because like, if you say, I deserve a wife... That's so inward focused. We yeah. We kind of we don't deserve anything. Yeah. We don't deserve anything that we have, but we don't deserve heaven. But it's still something that we can achieve. I guess. Yeah. And and in a properly ordered view of what a man should want in a woman and what a woman should want in a man, like virtue is a big part of that, and that's an objective kind of thing. Um, so we can grow in virtue we know what that looks like we know what it looks like to be courageous and prudent and temperate 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 yeah. with our uh and eloquent passions. i think that's one of yes <laughs> yes i'll work on that next um so in that sense we can grow in those virtues quite measuredly like you can you can tell if you've if you're growing in those virtues like those those are especially like the the cardinal virtues are ones that we can grow in ourselves uh, or like we can develop ourselves. We can't grow in, in faith, hope, and love. Sure. Those are given to us by grace. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the line would be for like, oh, I've done these things. Therefore I should, of course I should have a wife. Like what's wrong with all these girls? Like, right. Well, no. <laughs> the, problem, the problem's often with you. Yeah. If you? all the girls, <laughs> right. you're not the, you're not the, the one that's right there. right well and if you uh, sorry go ahead no i was gonna pose a question to the group so you can, you okay. can go ahead well and i i like to i mean think about it like this like we we make those little sacrifices those little um self-denials in our daily life um you gradually are starting to get used to like it's just like in in weightlifting like you were talking about earlier um you have to build yourself up to the point where you can make those higher weights Mm-hmm. Similarly, in our daily like lives, we have to make those smaller denials of self just to get to the point where we can deny our own cowardness in order to ask her out. <laughs> you know, like you're not yeah. able to ask her out unless you're able to deny yourself, right? Or else you're just sending a text message, which is so so beta. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> You don't deserve a yes. If you no, you deserve the harshest no's. <laughs> like lowercase letters with a period. <laughs> so I guess a question I was going to ask to the group going off of what you said and building up the virtues, I guess practically speaking, how do we go about doing that? Because in your example, we can build up courage. It's almost like a self-fulfilling loop. Like you build up courage by doing something courageous. Mm-hmm. Or you, you build up temperance by being temperate mm-hmm. but like practically that doesn't that doesn't help me practically you know what i mean like in, in the abstract that makes sense mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what i've done and what i try to do um so like i mentioned like the weightlifting thing i'll come back to that um that's a great way to grow in discipline which i guess would fall under temperance maybe sure um like it's not fun 
to wake up super early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So like growing, like doing that is <clears throat> training me. Um, and then it's painful. So that helps. Um, and just like being committed to that is, is, I think is helping me. Um, another thing I've been doing is I've gone like all in on the choir because I see that as my way to, I sing in, um, the choir at my parish. And I, I think that's my way to serve the church right now with my talents, um, and my time. And I've gone from singing like one, <laughs> one Sunday a month. And now I'm, I basically sing it all the Sundays, uh, with the different groups. And I've gotten to know a lot of the people in the choir. And, um, I see that as, as a way to sacrifice for the church, because I want a reason to not be able to just eat food and watch TV on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. But now I have to go to choir practice. Um, so it's like, good. That's, <laughs> it makes me work around it. Like filling my schedule with things, um, that are good, um, forces me to fill the rest of my time with things I have to get done. So that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing I've been doing. Um, to the point where like, I'm probably doing too much. <laughs> like I do a lot of choir practice and stuff, but, and, um, but I, I love it because it's my way to sacrifice for my parish and my, my church and my mm-hmm. fellow sheep. Um, <laughs> Another thing I've been doing is I've, I've committed to going to mass every day. Um, I'm, that's not like, oh, I'm <laughs> everyone. No one's holding Look at Brady. Yeah, He's like, a mass goer. But I am, I'm in a position where I can do that. And I really want to. In school, it was super easy to go to daily mass just because it was like, our church was the, the hangout spot. So it's like, yeah, I'll go there for noon, you know, noon mass and then hang out with friends. Um, now it's a little more of a sacrifice because I'll have to work around mass time hours or get up earlier or maybe shorten my gym time or do different stuff. Um, but as soon as I, I moved um, to Cedar Rapids, I was like, I just want more of the sacraments. And so now I get to sacrifice my time for the mass, which is huge. So those are kind of things that I've been doing. It's like find something that you can sacrifice for mm-hmm. that ideally points you towards God. Right. Um, because like you could sacrifice, um, in the same way that I am, uh, for the gym, but you're doing it so that you can look good and have huge muscles. Um, but I, like I do it for strength, not to build muscles. Okay. Um, like you can certainly go do the curls for the girls and, yeah, and tries for the guys. Yeah. Uh, okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was like i don't know if that's the same but those i mean those are some things is that what you're talking about yeah i guess because that's denial of self i think that's that's a key part is we're we're denying ourselves not for the sake of denying ourselves but for the sake of being able to serve in a greater capacity because we're not controlled by our other passions Mm mm-hmm and that's the biggest thing is you need to know the why. And so I think it's a mistake to do all these things primarily for your future wife. Yes. You should, mm-hmm. but like yep. you're doing them for Jesus. You're doing them to grow closer with him, to know and love him as much as you can. Um, and then continually diving into the, the mystery of, of him. Um, but then, then under that would be, for the glory of right. of God through your through your marriage, 
and each serving your future wife each time that we deny ourselves we have uh, we avail ourselves to the graces of god mm-hmm. instead of relying on our own strength and relying on our own selves that um it's just to a lesser extent obviously than availing yourself to the sacraments where you receive each grace you're receiving graces from just availing yourself to the holy spirit mm-hmm. i think it's huge to find the biggest the most important and highest goal to sacrifice for and that would be that would be god I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> what do you guys do in in your lives now that kind of fit that? Yeah. Bill? What do you I, see? I can probably touch on what's I'm not doing. Okay. Um, like right now, it it's really hard with the 45 minute commute each, like to and from, mm-hmm. um, and just the kind of a hectic work schedule to make time for for the Lord because every second that you get that isn't at work at this point at this point feels like like you need it mm. which is a trap that i've really fallen into is that i need to at least give some time to the lord for prayer for um um like availing myself to the the holy eucharist or some over the sacraments because in not denying myself in those ways like like you said, Brady, it, <clears throat> I very quickly turn myself to to TV, to video games, to whatever I can do to kind of like numb your mind. Um, and so I'd say like on top of like I'm, I'm working in some ways to, to develop a better prayer life. I'm trying to work on fasting more, working on um, different ways of abstinence, mm-hmm. but also the focus I think is to get more consistent in your prayer life to avail myself to the Lord, because right now I'm very closed off um, in my just daily life. And I think that that's one of the biggest plugs, like not that as soon as I get a prayer life, like she'll come walking in the door and Mm -hmm. veils and a white dress. Um, (laughs) uh, But how am I going to be open to serve her? when she comes into my life, if my focus, if I can't even give time for my, for my Lord. Yeah. So I'd say that's one way that I am not one way that I need to improve. But going back to your question, what was it again? That's a good question. Thank I you. I think you were asking about the, the practicals. The pra- yes. The practicals of how of to growing in virtue, um, denying ourselves, I guess yeah. not for the sake of, denial but for the sake of availing ourselves to something that is greater like practically speaking what does that look like what does it look like to deny ourselves Mm -hmm. in our everyday lives well i think you touched on that brady and how you um you work your way into having choir practices on mondays and not sitting around and watching tv Mm -hmm. um like for me it's perhaps getting limiting myself to a certain amount of time or um, like what I try to do in the mornings when I drive to work, um, don't listen to any podcast or any music until I pray to rosary because Christ comes first. Make sure that that is the first thing I'm doing each day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and I think 
I can extend on that into first thing I do when I get home is pray. Um, thank God for the, the gifts of the day. Um, allow him into the struggles of the day and just open myself to a dialogue with him again. Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of your first places that you start and then do challenges, challenge yourself in ways. Cause once you develop a prayer life, you're able to realize the ways in which you're lacking and you can, like for me, it was, I turn to snacks. I turn to TV and stuff like that. So challenge yourself, try to, to, you know, in, in my case, try to do three meals a day instead of snacking mm-hmm. and focusing on limiting your in, your calorie intake because your body is a temple. You need to protect it for what God has in store for you. Um, similarly, like my clothes are all over the house right now. <laughs> um, my room's a mess. It, it, I need to make myself more, um, I need to, to, to do that work and to allow the Lord to work in that so that um, not only my my personal self is more cleaned up, but like my physical self is more cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that there's some very, even just in the small ways, you start to deny yourself and do the little, like think just basic chores. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that we often complain about that turn into a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and those mental roadblocks, I think, as soon as you start to to see yourself succeed in some of those ways and see yourself overcome a lot of those distractions and those roadblocks, um, it gives you the confidence to and the encouragement to do more. I guess, personally, some of the things I've been trying to implement to, I guess, develop that prayer life or deny myself is I've been trying to, oh, I have been going to daily Mass before work pretty much every day and that it started out with a struggle because I want to be a morning person, but I'm, I'm just not, I, I hate waking up early. Like when that, when that alarm clock goes off, I wake up angry, like, gosh, <laughs> we're ready to fight the world. But I've come to, it's just become a habit now, which mm-hmm. has been, which has been super nice because it's made it easier to wake up early. And I'm hoping that maybe I can push that, start waking up earlier and earlier. So then, Maybe I can hit the gym and go to mass before going to work because mm. a lot of times I'm busy after work, so I have to get rid of something. And a lot of times that's I'm not going to the gym that day, yeah. which which is unfortunate because I think that is something that Brady, you've touched on was like building up strength is is an important part of what it means to to be a man. And something that I have seen in some of our, our married friends is or once you have kids going to mass before work or going to the gym before work becomes a lot more difficult. I think (laughs) once, once you have a family and it's just, it's so much more difficult to have any sort of regular schedule. So the only, the only time they really have a chance to, I guess, go to the gym or pray is early in the morning while everyone else is still sleeping. Yeah. So that there's a reason like most dads have just insane strength. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're in the gym five days a week. It's because being a dad is <laughs> strenuous. Right. You, like you, right. you require strength, you need strength when that child wants to. <laughs> like you require speed 
and agility <laughs> for when that child wants to see how far he can jump off the counter. <laughs> mm-hmm. You require um, strength to pick up a kid as he's about to bonk his head mm-hmm. or yep. throw yourself in, in the way of harm. And it come, becomes extinct, instinctual, but you need that strength. You need that to be there for, for when that happens. Right. I think it's easy to romanticize, oh, once, once I'm married, once I have a family, it'll be easier to pray. Mm-hmm. It'll be easier to go to Mass because I can, I can directly see the people that it's impacting. But I just there are 24 hours in a day, and you have a huge commitment to your family. How are you going to fit in going to the gym, praying regularly, so at least I've come to the conclusion, and you, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think waking up earlier or doing a lot of this before everyone else start, starts their day is fairly important. Like going to the gym while your family's still sleeping, or mm-hmm. in this case, before work. Mm-hmm. That requires so much discipline. It's something that I'm trying to get a lot better at, but I think that's a that's a very practical way of preparing yourself to serve others right now and then your wife in the future mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's good that's i'm also trying to do that and it's not like there's girls out there who are like i need a man who can who wakes up at 6 a.m <laughs> like that's it's not that specific but it, they they desire the kind of man that that action leads to like it's it's the why you're doing that that, that they want they they desire your discipline yeah. <clears throat> they desire you to be disciplined to stay loyal to them desire to be disciplined to to being there for your kids to be able to provide for them because i mean <laughs> let's face it in my in my life right now no one wants to to bring children into a world of dirty laundry <laughs> mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um the women want you they they admire that because it is such such a struggle for men in a lot of ways to to regain that discipline in their lives and really make it a part um, of their personal life. Because mm. in a group, I think in a lot, of, I don't know about you guys, but in, in sports and in, in different activities that you're a part of, it's very easy to become disciplined because you have that many people that are holding you accountable mm. and that much to lose. When it's just yourself, it becomes not like you're less important, but it becomes a lot harder to hold yourself accountable. And once you start being able to do that, um, like a woman's able to recognize that. They mm-hmm. find that beautiful, mm-hmm. I would say. And I think that that's one of the ways in which we can avail ourselves to a woman is to build up that discipline in our lives. Yeah. Pivoting a little bit, yep. I think another big thing of... Um, the single life right now is identifying and inviting the Lord into healing uh, wounds. I think post-college I've been able to like living, even though I have such a great community, I'm like kind of living on my own. If that makes sense. Like there's no, I'm not like dependent on parents anymore. I'm not uh, school schedule. Doesn't tell me what to do every day. That kind of thing. Like I tell I'm in charge of my own life right now, um, which is, you know, semi-true in college, but now it's definitely true. And that, so there's a lot of self-reflection in that time. Um, 
thinking like, what do, what are the things I desire? What are the things I fear? That kind of thing just comes up in prayer for me a lot. And I've identified a lot of wounds, uh, past wounds that should really be dealt with and integrated and healed before I have a significant partner, um, before I have that wife, because the temptation, I think we've mentioned before, like once I have the wife, then everything will be perfect. Once I have the wife, then I'll just be this amazing man. But it's like, I am not where I need to be. Um, and a lot of the, I have a lot of these wounds that I don't know how to do this, but you got to invite Jesus into healing them. Um, which I'm still learning and praying mm-hmm. how to do. Yeah. Um, which I think is a, a time now is great for that because it's like if I had to work through wounds and also be that person for my wife, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. So I've, I've grown, I came out of college like really eager to like, Oh my gosh, like there's never going to be another girl ever. I have to get married as soon as possible. But now I'm like, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. Let's be patient. Um, there's a lot of things that need to be set in order before I would f- honestly feel comfortable offering myself because what I have to offer right now is not mm-hmm. <laughs> not where it could be. And that's not like, I don't think that's, I mean, it kind of is, I, but like, it's not like, I don't mean that as an overt, like self-deprecation. And, and I don't think that that's a disqualifier either. No man's going to be perfect. It, yeah. I think yeah. that's what you're kind of saying. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but it's like, okay, I know this exists. I should probably take care of it before hand, or at least know, flesh it out a little more. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to get to a marriage and then be like, blow up because she triggered this wound of mine and I didn't even know about. Like, I wouldn't want that. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a lot of those things that we don't even realize that are going to come up in that yeah. marriage. That, um, cause just because we're in a marriage doesn't mean that Satan's not going to try to attack us. Mm-hmm. He'll probably try more. Exactly. And so I think that having that, um, at least having knowledge of some of those other wounds before more wounds get dug up, having knowledge of those other ones and, and having a course to correct them is, key to to living in that more mature life yeah. yeah you touched on a word that kept coming up in prayer for me too which is patience mm. and that's something that I that think has been cursed virtue <laughs> <laughs> that has been one of the most difficult things about um life after graduating i think because when you're in college the next big life step is graduation mm. and once you graduate the next big life step is marriage right yeah. or at least that's what i've convinced myself and a lot of us, or the three of us, have a lot of friends that have gotten married. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've started families, which is wonderful. Which is oh gosh, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> but it makes it makes us think, well, what the heck am I doing? Yeah, like I'm I'm failing. I'm slacking. I'm slacking off. But we I, don't know. Like God works on a different time frame than we do, yeah. which can be extremely, extremely frustrating. Yeah, we'd we'd much rather have Him say yes or no. Mm-hmm. But when he says not now, right, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest struggles for, for most guys that come out of college without a significant other. You fear because you've just lost the community that you've built over the four years mm-hmm. um, and sometimes even longer. Like you lose that in an instant because everyone goes every which way and 
you don't know what where you go and it, it becomes like we start grasping onto every <laughs> i don't know about you guys it feels like we grasp onto every woman we see and say wife you know like mm-hmm. there's a there's a meme i saw it was like nemo you know like the the <laughs> the seagulls and it the mine mine yeah and so the um there's one where it was like a, a beautiful woman walks into traditional latin mass with a white veil and then it, it, me and then it was just a picture of that bird with wife question mark <laughs> so yeah it, it i think it becomes so easy to just like develop these in quick infatuations with mm. any girl you see um and immediately think i need like want mm-hmm. want want and I think, I mean, I, I suffer from that as well, but that what that is, is a very clear sign that you, your heart desires something, but it's not being satisfied by Jesus. Right. And that's, that's a good sign, uh, to kind of check yourself and be like, okay, time for me to be patient, time for me to order my life in a way and be devoted in a way where I am fulfilled completely by Jesus. Because, shout out to the St. Anthony of Padua prayer, um, be satisfied with me. Um, he says in that prayer, like, to the, to the Christian, God says, no. Like, you will not have this perfect relationship that I have planned for you until you can be satisfied with me alone. Exclusive of any other desire, of any other want. Like, don't look into the future, don't look at others, don't look at what I have given others. Be satisfied with me. Only then will I give you the perfect relationship that I have in store because I'm building you and and the one I have planned for you up to be ready at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful prayer. It's very like... It, <laughs> like it, it's, it hits you. it's beautiful and it's frustrating at the same time mm-hmm. Yeah, because we want, we want results right now. And that's not to say like you'll be in the right place when you don't desire that girl who walks in. But you shouldn't be grasping was a good word. You shouldn't be like, you know, like leaning for (laughs) lurching. You should be like, you should not feel lacking. You you shouldn't shouldn't feel feel pressure to, because I feel like, I don't know about you guys, when you have those, those feelings, it does feel like a pressure to, Mm. to grasp and to, to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is like fear and, and temptation pushing you towards her. Or is the love of service and God pulling you towards her? Yes. yes. Maybe something like that. Yeah. And I think of some of the, the crushes that I've developed since college. There's only like really one that has been, this is like an actual desire for her holiness mm. and not a desire for filling that gap. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, a lot of that comes because she's a whole, the, the woman that I liked had a whole, was a very holy woman. Mm. Fortunately, it didn't work out, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, it that that longing and my my breakup from not breakup from uh, Christ, just like <laughs> that that just that not talking anymore inability <laughs> or the the lack of prayer life in a lot of ways like leads you to to grasp at anything that is holy to take mm. and to to fill that life where when you have your fulfillment from Christ your desire I feel like is different because you're wanting to spill over and, mm. and, and fill her cup too. Mm-hmm. Right. I think 
I think we talked about this in the friendship episode way, <clears throat> way back when we we're talking about like friendship is the overflowing of, mm-hmm. of love. And that's what a relationship should be too. Mm-hmm. It should be an overflowing of this desire to serve, not this desire to have. Yes. And I think, I think we all experience that desire to serve. We just, we don't know how to direct it mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Yes. Well, yeah, I think that, yeah, just freeing ourselves from from the lies that we are to grasp and to take and to to let the Lord lead us to serve and fulfill. And I think that that is the key to being a single man, especially when you, after you've been removed from, from all of your social groups and circles. I mean, for the most part, your social circles that, that you built up. Um, I think we can grasp at friendships and stuff, just grasping to take mm-hmm. where I think that it needs to be a grasping to fill. And that comes through having a developed life with Christ and allowing him to work with those wounds through, um, disciplining yourself through working with it. And, and like, I think you need to also have, like, don't jump too far into that where you don't give yourself some leniency. Like, you got to get yeah, just like you have to have t- patience for the Lord to to build you up for your wife. You have to have patience in the Lord building you. Mm. You have to. It's not going to immediately happen right away. You're not going to see results of your discipline and reactions to immediate gratification. It's going to take a little bit, and that's part of the beauty of it. Trusting the process, as I say, like, <laughs> um, so I think giving yourself that space, not desiring to take, but to give, um, allowing the Lord into your life first and filling your wounds with Christ first and then spilling over into the ones you love is, is how we get there. Not faster, but like it allows us to desire and love doing that in God's time and not ours. So I have a question for you guys. When we did our last episode when we were in college, we talked about what what advice we had to freshmen, and we talked a lot about busyness, about saying yes to every organization that we wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of, leading numerous book studies, Bible studies, men's groups, things like that. Have you found after after college you feel the same sense of busyness? That's because I was kind of reflecting on that the other day. I feel like I'm just as busy now as I was in college, and I didn't want to make that mistake again, I guess. Yeah, I feel that sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think... I think the things I'm pursuing now are, like, for better reasons. So that's a sort of consolation. Mm -hmm. Um but there are a few things I've had to say no to, um, because what I was doing was already important. Like was already like, okay, my time is full, you know, kind of, kind of thing. Like I don't want to run over capacity. Right. But yeah, at times I'm like, this is just like, right. <laughs> just like school. And mm-hmm. I'm, I have, I didn't even have time to like eat dinner tonight. It's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I should ramp down on certain stuff, but yeah, I, I feel that. Okay. I would yep. say the 
or what were you? No, I was just gonna ask if you had a similar um, answer. Or I would say for me, it's been um, like not knowing how to manage time off of work. Like mm. the free time, I wouldn't say that I'm busy with important things that I do, but I be just can become very relaxed with my time. Um, so instead of getting up super early, I, I allow myself to sleep in a little bit. Um, kind of leisurely go out through, throughout my day, start into my my tasks around noon or eleven, mm-hmm. um, and again, not making time for Christ. I think that there's there's a lot of just kind of filling the, the void. So I would say I'm busy, but not in saying yes to everything, um, but not giving my full yes to christ you know yeah not giving my full self to him especially in the 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 valuable time that i have gotcha because yeah, i have this temptation that when i work eight nine hours a day like i gave that time to the company i work for so then the other time that i'm awake that's my time like mm-hmm. this is the time that i'm gonna take for me for myself and so to prevent myself from doing that i say yes to everything so that none of the time is actually like slowing down Mm. i guess if that makes sense so i always feel like i'm saying yes because there's this fear that if i say no i'm gonna be wasting i'm gonna be wasting that time Mm. so that's that's not really a question that's just uh Mm -hmm. a struggle that i've i've experienced for sure but i but at the same time i don't know what i would say no to like i'm so glad i've said yes to so many things because like we were talking about last last episode, I feel so blessed to be in the position that I am in, that I'm in to have met the people that I've met, and that wouldn't have happened if I said no to a lot of things. Mm. I think that that's that's like the beauty of the opposite end of where I'm at because, like you said, you you feel like initially you said yes to avoid the trap of taking time for yourself. I think that I very much see my time off of work as me time and focusing on me and that's one of the biggest traps that i've i've fallen into and something that luckily by the grace of god i've been able to to recognize more recently and um try to develop those habits to get out of to be able to offer my time and offer myself mm-hmm. but yeah i think that it it's a really easy temptation to fall into especially when you work weekends and um you know you only get that certain amount of time off if you're like if you work weekends and you close some days during the week it's very easy to think that time is yours mm-hmm. and it is very like i guess I, I don't know the word for it but it's so much freer when you're able to give your time to elsewhere right mm. yeah but I, I hate this phrase but like self-care or self-help or like it's important to have mm-hmm. time alone and it's important to to say no leisure just leisure that's it yeah some days i i'm like i stay up too late you know and i don't realize until the next day it's like well sleep is <laughs> mm-hmm. sleep is important <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um and it, it's you can look at it as self-care which is good enough to do it it's a good enough reason 
but also it's like, what do I have tomorrow? Like the people I'm serving tomorrow will benefit from, or at least they will hinder, be hindered by me being super tired and not on the ball. So Mm -hmm. if you do organize your life to saying yes to all these things, um, then you should have the same motivation to like take care of yourself because that's a more fuller, better offering to them. Right. So eating right, sleeping well, having that leisure time to recharge is important, not only for take care of yourself, but because by taking care of yourself, you're going to be stronger and better of service to others. Right. I guess that's, that's why prudence is such an important virtue. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. One might say the most important <laughs> virtue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a beautiful virtue. Do you guys have anything else to add for this? No, I think episode? just kind of in con- like wrapping up, I think patience is kind of a theme of everything we've been saying. Mm. We focus on um, having patience with the Lord, but having patience with ourselves too, to develop those disciplines. But also we need to focus on who we can be and living out our lives of who we are called to be outside of a relationship and outside of a married life so that we can be the men that we are called to be in our marriage and have that much more enjoyment and grace in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, there's that quote by that Jordan Peterson uses over and over again. It's like, don't compare yourself to who someone else is today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. I think that basically encapsulates what it means to be a single guy right now. Like don't compare Mm -hmm. yourself to all your friends that are getting married don't compare yourself to everyone that quote unquote has their life together. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Are you growing in virtue? Are you growing in your relationship with Christ? Cause that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate metric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'll add to that wrapping up is God is the only thing that can fulfill us. He is the ultimate end of our desire. And so It's tough to believe sometimes, but a wife will not make you happy. Mm -hmm. Money will not make you happy. Status will not make you happy. Uh, Perfect health and body won't make you happy. Like all these things that we're told to strive for will not actually make us happy. The only thing that will fulfill us is Jesus. And so that is, that should be the number one thing in our lives right now. Um, It will look different if we're one day married, but that will still be the th- most important thing in, in our lives then. Um, but that's a tough pill to swallow, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of distractions and a lot of voices telling us otherwise. Amen. Cool. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will wrap up, uh, this episode on, on singleness and living out the life, uh, post post college and pre-marriage like what to do in the interim um if you're a single person hopefully you gain something or maybe you can relate and resonate um with some of the things we've said or maybe you have a totally different experience and we'd love for you to to share that with us um our emails in the in the description or is on somewhere (laughs) (laughs) close to where you hit play close to where (laughs) yeah so it's somewhere Um, but please pray for us and know of our prayers for you and have a blessed day. Cool. That was a good one, guys. 
muy bueno.